How do I say goodbye to sky? Fall out, you made us laugh, you made us cry. I thought we'd get to play forever, but forever's gone away. It's so hard. To say goodbye to Bethesda. This is Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, the best PlayStation podcast on the entire internet. If you're looking for a different PlayStation podcast to listen to than mine, you probably want to listen to podcasts beyond. But if you need a PlayStation podcast even after that, then you're in the right place for PlayStation experience. Have yourselves a very good time. Welcome to the land of long live play where greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation experience. It is I, your host, Dead Ninja Dev, as always, and I'm joined by the regular crew. First up, Mr. Delvin Cox from uh, Florida himself. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'll let, let you introduce Haley, and I have to get some important and hard no, issues you to discuss. No, at that, that, you can save that for topic of the show. Thank you. No, that's not going to be topic of the show. We gotta, we it is to, topic of the show. I know, Did I know. you read the show notes? Yes, but I have to address it now, after you finish Introducing this strange woman who keeps talking for no reason. <laughs> yes, and if you didn't notice, we also have the Platinum Princess, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you today? Uh, I have been awake since like 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, so. Yikes. That's 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 a lot. For reference, you that's need- about an hour after I got off work, so. Fun. Yeesh. Why, why no sleeping? Oh, I tried. It just didn't take. Mm. I hate when that happens. I, I can't relate. I have children. I'm tired all the time, so. I'm tired all the time, and I don't even have kids. <laughs> you might need to get some. Actually, that, actually sorry. I may as well have kids because here's the fourth chair, even though you won't be able to hear her anymore because of what Dev had me install on my computer. I can hear her. Oh, no, I heard her. Okay. Hello, cat. Hello. Yeah, we, we you need to get you some uh some C B D or something. Get you some sleep. Yeah. I would love that because since I've been eight years old, I have never slept the night through. I literally sleep for two hours, wake up, have to try to fall back asleep again. C B D Oh yeah. You get you some of that C B D. Get you some good sleep. Sure. When when I when I have a job that I can afford because Hot take here. Uh, having one shift a week does not pay the bills. Thanks, manager. Oof. Yeah. So, also, I'm off for a week. So, there's that. I have literally no shifts now until October 6th. Wow. That's rough. Yeah. 
that that's it's unfortunate. Hopefully, having, uh, that all went, went turns around having, for you. <laughs> went from having one job to hey, now I barely got one. Yikes! Yikes! So there, there was something, something sad, something that you wanted to address, Delvin. I heard the tone of somberness in your voice. Yes, is everything okay? No, uh, it's just everything is all right. I must address the PSXP audience because we have we've had a loss this week, and I feel like. As the ambassador of PlayStation, I must speak on this loss. So I, I, I written some statements. Shut up, Haley. <laughs> Shut up. Never, never. <laughs> so I've written some statements to that reflect the PlayStation community. That I hope you guys understand and will appreciate. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today in the land of PSXP for an unfortunate day. A day much like Quicksilver in the MCU. We didn't see coming. All right, that's a wow. All right, that's a good start. Let the man let the man finish his eulogy. As it was foretold in the scrolls of Microsoft that the unthinkable would happen, in a move that would make Scrooge McDuck blush, Microsoft purchased Zenimax Media. So no more fallout for us. No soup for you. We lose such classics as Fallout seventy six. In the Skyrim, when you, when you open too many doors, it will break the game. I know, PlayStation brothers and sisters, we are mad because you have to wait to play some broken games. But I tell you this, Microsoft needs this more than we do. And who owe us, as a PlayStation community, to deny them that? Thank you. God bless and testify. No, no, no. I have several, I have several problems Woo! with this Amen! Woo! <laughs> also, uh, also, thanks. I forgot to take ibuprofen before the show. Didn't know Delvin was going to be screaming. Well, you don't know PSXP. <laughs> I was going to be screaming. <laughs> uh, for, I have several, I have several problems you. with that statement. I will leave them for topic of the show. Like you should have left this eulogy. No, we have, no, no, this is perfect. We have this to, ble- perfect. We have to bless the show first. No, we don't. Yes, we do. That's how you He's do it. Been blessed. Those were beautiful words, Delvin. Beautiful words. I'm teary-eyed. We appreciate you taking the time out to craft such a wonderful speech. Yes. You won't be missed, Bethesda. Yes, yes. you will. Yes. <laughs> Rest in peace. The closing doors. How and dare games. you? Uh, okay. First off, you you can't throw all of Bethesda's games under the bus like that because yes, we Bethesda can. yes. No you can't. We're not reporters. You can't throw Dishonored under the bus like that or Wolfenstein or any of that under the bus with broken doors. I've never even you can. Come, No you can't. I've <laughs> well, literally I mean, never did. so you can. It doesn't have to be accurate like one hundred percent, but he can <laughs> definitely throw whoever he wants under the bus. Uh, and also, that 100% was a thing in, fall, in Skyrim, I think, if I'm correct. It was, it was a, not. It was either it Skyrim was or Fallout. Yes. It was a load issue that was fixed in the first patch. Still so was a thing. I- irrelevant. It still was a it thing. It wasn't fixed for everybody. Irrelevant! It was relevant. I had friends who had irrelevant. that Irrelevant. played Skyrim again. Yeah. It is what it is. Did they also come across the bug where anytime you jumped in water, the game would crash? 
they'd have to have the game working first. It, <laughs> okay. Well, yes. to be fair, I'm just pointing out, yeah, Skyrim had issues at launch. Case in point, on the PS3 version, I ran into this glitch. Uh, you had to wait for a patch because if you entered water in any capacity, even a puddle, the game would crash. Sounds like a Bethesda game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love them, okay? They're, they're janky and they're good. Janky. I, I love Bethesda. I'm sorry. Yeah. Microsoft loves also, them too. Mm-hmm. Alright, we don't even know what the case is. I mean, I'm pretty sure they all will be exclusive because that's Microsoft for you, but, you know. I don't think so. We'll get, yeah. we'll get into yes. that. We'll get to the thing. Yeah, we'll get into that later. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Who is it? I care. So, don't who, ask who, who cares. I, I, it's whatever. Anyways. On to happier news. What have you been playing this week, Haley? Uh, a lot, actually. Uh, I've been playing uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, I, it took me two days to complete one of the hard get there's, and it's also probably the only one I will attempt because the rest of them get harder than that. Uh, there's a clip on my Twitter. It's 30 seconds long. Um, it's all right. I've mostly just been playing it while in discord calls with friends. Cause I don't need the game audio to have fun playing Tony Hawk. Um, also been playing kingdoms of Amalur. Uh, hot tip. If you're going to play that game, please upgrade your detect hidden skill. All the way to 10, because it's so nice to be able to collect all the lore stones in a set. I think I have not missed any since I started that game. For reference, there are 175 of them in that game. I've collected 65 of them already. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I'm level 20. So, just for reference, that detect the last level of Detect Hidden puts all lore stones on the map. So, like, when you're in an area, like, it's not on the big map, it's on the mini-maps. Like, once you get close, it'll be a little dot on the map and let you know, like, it's near. Uh, very useful. I've also been playing that in Discord calls, because the game audio mixing and the remaster is a little wild, and it's loud enough that I can have my, these, the headphones I'm wearing now on, and my actual, like, headset for the PS4 on my bed, and I can still hear the audio over my friends talking. <laughs> wow. Um... And then I've also been playing Mafia Definitive Edition. So, uh, that came out Thursday at like 7 o'clock. But because I bought the trilogy, I had to wait until after midnight to get it. Um, don't ask me why. That was a weird... They even came out on Twitter and it's like, it's due to a licensing thing. Alright, whatever. Uh, downloaded the game. I've only had one crash with it so far, and it was in the middle of a mission. But, it, like, when I loaded the game back up, I was right where I left off. So, wasn't too bad. Um, story's pretty good because I've never played the first one. Um, I think I'm on like chapter nine. Um, because the way that I believe Mafia One works is it's not open world unless you click free ride, which you need to complete the first chapter to do. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's a good story so far. I will see say it's very weird to see Damon Clark. Uh, probably most people would recognize him as Handsome Jack from Borderlands Two. Um, it's very weird to see him do a South African accent hmm. and not the handsome Jack voice. Interesting. So, oh, the game is uh, pretty that much. I can't say. Oh, it's, it's very, very pretty, pretty. Uh, compared to what the original looked like. It's very pretty. 
And also, uh, some of the accents in that game are wild. Uh, Polly, one of the main characters, sounds like he swallowed a helium balloon and it's still blowing helium out, out his mouth. <laughs> so he sounds like Mike Tyson? Uh, he sounds like a dude trying to do, like, a Boston accent with a hint of Chicago at the same time. Because this game is like, like, hey... We're, like, riffing on Chicago, but, like, we're not Chicago, and the accent's wild. Interesting. Yeah. I have to watch more streams of that, because I'm definitely it, not going to play it. You, you'll most commonly notice it in, like, the first couple of missions. Like, literally, I think you'll notice it, like, once you get to... Yeah, this isn't a spoiler... Essentially, you'll end up talking to the mob, and that's when you'll notice the accent differences, because his is wild. He's, he, like, let me see if I can do this, because I can do the, Phone High has been trending on Twitter, so, uh, th th this is something I've been doing all week, which is, nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys! Um, but essentially, it's like that accent, only higher pitched. Interesting. Yeah. Still have a same clothes high. Product of his time. Yeah, yeah. me neither. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Devin? What you been playing? Spoilers. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> um, I had to take my grandmother to the hospital this week because she had her surgery for her stents and her kidney. And so that mm -hmm. took up most of my time for the week. And I had to like work at the office by myself for the most part. So haven't been playing nothing. Haven't. Really seen that much stuff? Almost what? I'll talk about that later. <laughs> the PS5. That crap show is just ridiculous. Mm, yeah. I'm pretty much in the same boat. I haven't really played anything. I'm in this gaming funk, drought, paralysis. That's a lie. I, I saw you play. playing Avengers on Steam. I wasn't playing Avengers. <laughs> Every time you see a game load up doesn't mean I'm playing. A lot of times it's benchmarks because I got yeah, a good processor. Yeah. yeah. So I was benchmarking it and just seeing how it ran, but that was it. It came free with the processor. So thought I'd install it and just see how it ran. Um, probably. Yeah, I haven't really played anything either. Probably like hot trash like it does on PS4, right? Incorrect. It actually runs pretty well and looks a hell of a lot better than the PS4 version. Yeah, better frame rate. Better. I, I want to know how the PS5 version is gonna work. I imagine the PS5 version will probably look pretty good. But run, but run you know what I want to know. Frame rate. You want to know what I want to know? How are saves gonna work? Because for reference, for anyone who doesn't know, your Avengers save isn't in the cloud. It's locally system based. So uh, if you can't transfer your PS4 save, have fun re-leveling all those characters. I'm sure they've thought of that already. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um but yeah, I haven't been playing nothing. I I don't know what I want to play. I was gonna play Hellblade, but um Don't torture yourself. It runs, no, I <laughs> I really wanna play the game. It just runs like crap. The game pass version of the game uh doesn't allow you to change any of the settings if yeah. it's in full screen. Yeah. Uh so that sucks. So I'll probably end up just re-downloading that on the PS4 because I never actually got around to it. I bought it when it came out, but never actually got around to playing it. 
So I'll probably just play it on PS4 because the way the Game Pass version of the game is, is just ultra janky. Yeah, for reference, that's my biggest pain in the neck playing uh, Sunset Overdrive on PC. It doesn't allow you to like change any of the settings. Yeah, that's a, it's a it's a weird game. Game Pass versions of the PC games, I've noticed have all kind of weird issues. Like they just uh, yeah, they they don't run well. It's also so, it, it's literally why I haven't started Ori yet because I have Ori installed and I just haven't started it because you can't change any of the settings. That's one that I didn't have any problems with, and it actually that those settings actually changed. I didn't have any problems with that one at all. Mm, so hit or miss. It's just yeah, it's hit or miss. It's all over the place. But yeah. Probably gonna jump in the in the in the Sinua at some point because the next game I really want to play doesn't come out until the end of October. Uh thirty-one days, boys. Other than that, I've been just like Delvin, playing a whole lot of nothing, dealing with a whole lot of family stuff. I have a lot more free time now, so I'll be playing lots. <laughs> As you should. As uh. you should. All right. Well, let's get into some questions. Our first question comes from at MTT Brazil team, Mr. Lucas Ham Swisher over on Twitter. He asks, uh, he says, you're stranded on a desert island. You won't be rescued for one whole year. There's no internet or anything outside the basic necessities needed to survive. But there is a solar powered TV along with the PlayStation and one game of your choice. Which generation? And game, do you want it to be? Start with you, Haley. Uh, I just there's already an inaccurate. I'm not. I'm not uh, I would not be alive on this island. Let's put it that way, because if other than basic necessities, there's nothing. My medication wouldn't be included because that's not a basic. That would necessity. be considered a basic and necessity for you to live. So according let's just say according to my insurance provider, it's not. So, well, your insurance provider well, not you. Yeah, we're we're gonna say that your basic necessities for you to live and survive are included in these things that you need on the island. So, Regardless, yes. it would be a which PS4. system and which game. It'd be a PS4 and Skyrim Special Edition because you get hours out of that game. But you can't update it, so it'll be broken. What are you talking yep. about? The special edition didn't come broken. You ridiculous I, man! I don't believe that at all. <laughs> all that game actually is broken. I've never had any issues with Skyrim Special Edition. You leave Bethesda alone. <laughs> So it, one of the lucky ones. So Leave have, Bethesda alone! <laughs> so it didn't have a day one update patch? I mean, all games have a day one update patch. Oh, but, that means but, the game didn't work. But also, no also generally, generally, this ignores the fact that every game I play is digital. So how would I be able to play the game in the first place? Because I wouldn't be able to download it. Get the disc. No. Yeah. Ew. No. Ew. Digital all the way. Why do you make this question so difficult? Why you keep because asking the question? Be, because it's Lucas, and I have to. Everything we do here is ludicrous. Just play into the game, Haley. I didn't say just ludicrous. Go along. Just go with the flow. I, I just didn't said it. say ludicrus. I, I said just it's said Lucas, that. and I have to. I said ludicrous. Like the rapper. No, like the character from Fast and Furious. Throw them bones. His name is not ludicrous in Fast and Furious. No, I know. It's... Regardless, he's in Fast and Furious, and that's what I know him from. <laughs> I, I want him to call him Ludacris now, Fast and Furious. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? They play one of his songs in the Fast and Furious movies, and all right. You didn't know it was him. 
Well, no, I knew it was him because <laughs> no, no. I'm making the comment that he looks like Ludacris, so how does that connection work? That's this is Lucas. commonly why TV shows will make up, like, fictional comic books and stuff, so they're not, like, breaking the fourth wall. Suspension of disbelief. In that universe, he's not ludicrous. So I mean, sure, matter. but also, they threw suspension of disbelief out the window when they jumped a car through three buildings. Yeah. That's the whole point of suspension of disbelief. Doesn't that- matter. You're in this fast and furious world where crazy shit happens. Also, Dom should have died in the first movie. Like he should have done in every movie. None of that stuff he could do in real life. <laughs> None of it. He got hit by a train. He should have been dead. His uh, American muscle car kept him protected. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. That's definitely how that works. Yeah, pretty much. Regardless, in the I love those Furious universe it is. Regardless, I love those movies, so <laughs> this uh, is Brazil. So I have to think Delphi, about uh, You're on an island. One PlayStation console, one game. What you got? I'm gonna go PS1. Because I feel like with PS1 games, you don't have to update them or anything like that. So you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. internet data or anything like that. And I'm gonna pick Final Fantasy VII. Because oh. the base Final Fantasy Get Seven game is long enough, well, it could easily take a year to play that and still be entertained. If you like, yeah. go after the ultimate yeah. weapons and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I'll pick Final Fantasy Seven. I think that's that'll last me at least a year. Yeah, it definitely that could happen. That could happen. I'm probably gonna go with PlayStation Two. And Final Fantasy Ten. That's a good choice. Only because I never finished that one, and there was a lot of stuff I didn't do. So you know, that would last me quite some while. It's probably easier for me to go back and swallow than the PS One game, just based on the graphics. So that'd be my choice. PS Two, Final Fantasy Ten. Give me them long, long games. Yeah, that aren't broken. Like a Bethesda game, very much. Leave so. Bethesda alone. <laughs> running, running, okay. running thing here. Bethesda's broken. No, you're broken. Yeah. Well, he is. This, yeah, I mean, we know this. <laughs> Black man in America. It's all of us. <laughs> Just yeah, broken people. Can I even make my comment sound like something it wasn't? So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. Uh. <laughs> Our next question comes from uh, Kenneth DLL. Skip it. Over on the Twitters. He no. says, I'll speak for uh, Mike Fowler 93 since he's not allowed. How does it feel not to get a PS5 pre-order, Delvin? I'm going to say what I've been saying on Twitter all week. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike Fowler. <laughs> hey, two weeks in a row. Delvin did it. Delvin did it. This is ridiculous. Like, it's insane the fact that my ex went up, woke up early in the morning to go try to get me a PS5 because I was at the work and my grandma was at the hospital and stuff. And she went to five GameStops. Wow. And, and every GameStop she went to, 
except the ones in the areas that are more fortunate, I'll just say. They only got two PlayStation 5s in. Yikes. Two. And the ones in the more fortunate areas got five to six. That's insane. And the lines were, she said average line was like 25 people. So at that point, it's like, why even announce that, hey, we're going to be selling, we're going to be doing pre-orders if you're only going to get two. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, Justin got one and you still didn't, so. But that's also because he got the email. Yeah. Yeah, The the email that I'm very shocked Greg Miller didn't get, so. Well, I didn't get it either. Yeah. It's really crazy that, like, when you look at the people who actually want PS5s, just like in our Discord, unlike the, the Xbox channel in our Discord, like, outside of a couple of people, everybody who's gotten them has been basically from that email. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Except me, who braved a store, that, was first in line, and paid it off in full. Well, Canada. So, yeah, that's what I said, with the exception of a couple of people, like yeah, most people... Yeah. Have tried getting them. Like I didn't get a yeah. pre-order. I got lucky that one of my friends was able to get a couple and is gonna give me one of his. But uh, there's been very few people who have actually yeah. been able to secure an actual pre-order outside of those invitation emails. Meanwhile, I mean, on the on the Xbox side, what they got? We got 24 people in the Discord who uh, who got one. Something like that. Yep. Yes, and a couple of them got several. So you know. Yeah. Just tailor two cities, man. I, I, like I said, I don't know if it's just that the demand for the PS5 is that much crazier. I don't know if there's just that few consoles or what, but just it's like night and day, night and flipping day. And the fact that you still got 25 people lining up outside of five stores to get pre-orders, and I don't know how many of those people are scalpers or whatnot, but yeah. The demand for the PS5 is absolutely insane. And this is after the Bethesda announcement. So. I mean, yeah. I will say, though, I, I've seen eBay like post a notice like, hey, if you're posting a PS5 pre-order on eBay, we're canceling it. Like, eBay's come out and been like, y- y- you're not doing this. Um, but uh, I will say, the day I got mine, there were like 40 people in line, and they had five. So, wow. Yeah. And I was first in line, which I'm very glad for. To be fair, though, since I walk everywhere, I did leave an hour early. <laughs> wow. So, commitment right there. You no, know it seems like all those rumors of console shortages that we were seeing all through basically the summer seem to be true. Mm-hmm. I doubt them. it. He, I doubt it. You know what I actually think it is? I think it's they're trying to space it out so they can do more waves because the way Xbox worded their tweet after all of them were gone, it's like, we'll have more available on the 10th. And literally, I haven't seen Xbox since go back on sale since that day. Whereas I've seen PlayStation tweets, like like tweets from Wario keep popping up of like, hey, there's a PS5s up here. There's PS5s up here. Like, they keep oh, popping s- back up. I've seen several Xbox ones go up because I've put yeah, some friends on to them, like a lot. And I've had friends who needed some, and they actually got some from them. Yeah, even, but even even again, it wasn't a console shortage that Sony denied. It was that their estimation of 15 million units was like shortened by four, which 11 million units is still like a lot. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the rumor that people were saying that it was a while back. They were saying that because of parts, 
what what was it? Nivea or something like that? That they weren't gonna be Nivea. able to make as many NVIDIA? I don't know how to talk. They well, were NVIDIA si- doesn't have any pieces in it. Was, like, this is AMD based. Yeah, stuff, so. yeah. It was so. it was a certain part that need, was needed for the PS5 that they weren't gonna be able to get enough of. So they yeah, weren't gonna make but, as many consoles yeah. they would wanted to. But but Delvin, they have already like said like, hey, we're gonna have like eleven million or something like that by the end but of the year. But not at launch. At the end of the year, yeah. So yeah. but I think it wasn't even the end of the year, I think it was like early like early twenty twenty one, by the end of the fiscal year. So which is, is March. We don't know how many yeah. We don't know how many of those eleven million are being allocated for right now. I and mean, you gotta think about how much of that is going where. Yeah. Um so let's say it's a million units that are gonna be ready at launch. That's a million units worldwide. So. That's not a lot. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see how the launch goes. Preferably, if Delvin does get one, it's not a broken one like his PS4. Oh, <laughs> Very true. Because yeah. that would freaking suck. Because you got to realize some of these units are probably going to be busted. So you're going to have people that are going to have day one consoles that just don't work. Yeah. So this pre-order Dr- thing has been yeah, rocky. I- launch may be rocky. So, ugh. I mean, the, the thing that matters, though, is, like, if you get a broken one, I'm sure they'll replace it for you, but you'll have to wait to get a replacement model, but. Yeah. yeah. Who knows how long that may be. Yeah. Hey, hey. Son of a. Yeah. Sony, get your shit together. Release the floodgates of the systems. Give everybody an email, damn it. I mean, don't. Give me an email because you'll just cancel the order anyways. That's so stupid. Literally stupid. Hey, I mean, we'll if they cancel- give you one and you don't take it, then somebody else will get it. That's fine. Yeah. No, but you, it, it wouldn't matter if I placed the order anyways. They would cancel it because I don't have a U.S. mailing address. Oh, it's only for U.S.? Yeah. Uh, well, that sucks. Not that it matters because, again, I have one. I don't need the email, but, like... Literally on the page when you signed up, it's like U.S. residents only, and I only noticed it after I signed up for it. So like, well, I mean, you could always order it to a U.S. address. For how would I else. a get like there? Delphi. The border's been closed since March. I didn't say you had to get there. You could have it sent somewhere, and they could yeah. have it since you already have one. Yeah, but I I can't afford to buy a second one anyways. So yeah, such is life. <laughs> <laughs> Our final question comes from at that retro code. He says, uh, "Which art style do you think Sony will never touch, and why?" Huh? Interesting. I'm not quite sure not- what they mean by which art style will Sony never touch. I don't know if he means just like developers, or does he mean like Sony exclusives? I think he means uh, Sony exclusives. I- I'm going to go, I'm going to assume that, but also, I don't know that they haven't touched an art style, because on the PS3, they had, like, like, for example, Fat Princess, that was an interesting art style, it was exclusive to the PlayStation, it was cel-shaded and also, like, 2D at the same time, and then there's other stuff, like, The Last Guy, or whatever, whatever that game was, that was, like, a mix between 8-bit and 3D, like, I don't... There's, they've done so many weird things over the years that I can't really think they haven't touched an art style. I've seen cel-shaded yeah. from them. I've seen, like, for example, Sly Cooper is cel-shaded. 
That's why it's why even playing the PS2 versions of those games, they still sort of hold up now. It's the same reason why if you play season one of the Walking Dead game now, you're still gonna have a like you're still not gonna have see like visual deformity because of the art style. Or Borderlands One, for example. Like it's gonna look just fine because it's cell shaded. It's a it's a visual style to like slow degradation. Um They've done hyperrealism. I mean, they always do hyperrealism now. Um, but even still, um, I, I, the only thing I could say is like maybe Zork. They won't touch Zork because I don't think anyone would buy a game like that now. What the hell is Zork? You don't know what Zork is? It's one of the old. Turn day of my life. Well, for one, you could play it in Black Ops One. Uh, it was an old like PC like, text-based computer game, and if you entered a code in Black Ops 1 in, like, the main menu screen, you could play Zork, and you got a trophy for it. Uh, regardless, uh, it didn't really have an art style, because it was just text-based. Yeah, so that's definitely not an art style. That's that's just old-school DOS text-based RPG. Yeah, but you get Um, what I'm saying. I, I don't think they haven't touched anything. Yeah, I can't think of any, any particular art style that they haven't done. I think, um, while well, looking, I can tell you what they pretty much done every art style. I can tell you what they probably won't be touching anymore, and that's like used to have a lot of these second party games that had that kind of anime ish, almost hentai art style mm-hmm. with with these young looking girls. Like, yeah. I, I think they're gonna try to lean away from that and not have that that much of that type of content on the PlayStation as as it is. Like, even the Vanillaware games, which some of them are kind of weird, but I think they're trying yeah. to steer away from that type of stuff because PS3 and Vita, for that matter, was wild with that type of stuff, like Monster Mun Piece and all these kind of games that were pushing that edge a little bit too far. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I I'll never understand those games and why they exist, but uh... what the Radalika games? No, <laughs> it's the um <laughs> the Japan Japanese games that are like I don't even know how you describe them because they're, they're the, different versions. The one of you're them. playing now. Yeah, it's yeah, a... why doesn't that girl ever have pants, man? What the heck? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it's so, also like, also watch with the random transphobia out of nowhere. Yeah, it's so weird. That's a whole other conversation about Japan. This weird ass affliction with transphobia in games as of late. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But um, see, the Vanillaware games aren't as bad as some of the other ones. Some of the other ones are just straight up blatant with it. Like, uh, the Vanillaware games, they're grown. Yeah, the <laughs> they are some of the ones that are like. Like I was saying, <laughs> Monster Mun Piece, and then, hey, she's kind of in high school. And this is this is it's weird. this is the an, this is the anime problem. I'm a thousand year old girl, but I look like I'm eight. Nope, I'm out. I'm not watching this. Yeah, it's creepy. And that weird. La- that's legend. A, that's a quote, by the way, that I just took from a someone uh, like a Pro ZD video. 
Um, I don't want to mess up his actual name. Um, the voice actor for Flack from Borderlands 3 uh, has done, like, little, like, vines and stuff for years. And he has one about anime specifically. And he's like, uh, he, he does, like, quirky little voices for it. And he's like, a, a thousand-year-old character! But I look like I'm eight! Nope, I'm not watching this. Goodbye. Yeah. I blame interview with a vampire for that. Why? What did interview with the vampire do? Exist. One of the characters was like a thousand years. Well, she was super old, but when she got turned into a vampire, she was a child. Oh. But also, yeah. this problem has existed in anime since before interview with the vampire. I'm, I'm sure. But I'm saying I'm blaming it on interview with the vampire. Okay. Just because just I can. Do what I want. That movie's not very good anyways. And yes, I know it was a book first. Uh. I thought the movie was fine. It's, it's not very good. That's all a matter of opinion. Real Just talk. Like I don't really... sucks. Leave Bethesda alone. Real <laughs> talk, though, I really don't like any of Tom Cruise's movies, so... What? As of Tomorrow, it's wow. fantastic. I haven't watched Edge of Top Tomorrow. Gun? Top Gun is a classic. I yeah. said I really don't like... There's a difference. I didn't mention a movie by name. I don't like the Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> Your Superman is in Mission Impossible movie. Not my Superman. Your Superman. Superman. <laughs> I know that Henry Cavill was in a Mission Gotta Impossible movie. Gotta reload those guns. Get Also, in that scene, <laughs> when he reloads. He grows a beard, reloads his guns. It's great. <laughs> it's amazing. Fantastic. It's amazing. He literally like, punches his fist up and grows a, grows a beard. <laughs> It's amazing. It's so, Superman. It's so bad. The editing is so bad in that movie. I'm sorry. It's really it's, bad. It's amazing. It's okay. Some Superman. of the movies I like are just hot garbage, okay? And no, that you can't... No. Ed's Tomorrow is fantastic. Okay, I haven't watched it. I can't you have to watch it. I haven't watched You have to watch it. It's well, fantastic. Why would I watch a movie with Tom Cruise in it, though? Because this one is why good. Also, boy, that white boy can run. He runs in every movie. <laughs> that white boy hung on to the side of a plane. He filmed his own stunt for that. Yeah. If, you, if you're watching a Tom Cruise movie, two things are going to happen. He is going to say something, and he is going to run. <laughs> it is inevitable. Oh, God. That, that man does his own stunts to the point that I'm pretty sure his insurance is like, how do we cover you? Like, yeah. I mean, he's paid in full, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> I don't even know how we got here. Da 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 da. da. Welcome to PSXP. <laughs> Sounds accurate. The random, <laughs> the random tangents. All right, uh, let's get uh, into some news. Also, just shout out to Mike Fowler's memes he's been making all week. Son oh, yeah. of a Mike bitch. Fowler is the meme guy. He is the <laughs> meme guy. Friend of the show, Mike Fowler. Fuck you, Thank Mike you, Fowler. Thank you for all that you do. We appreciate you, bruh. I especially like the one where it's like the dude in the in the raft in the rafters holding the sniper rifle. Kevin trying to make sure they don't swear. Well, Kevin's failing pretty hard. <laughs> oh god. Oh, so our first story of the week comes from you, Haley. What you got for us? Oh, uh, Insomniac has clarified. I don't understand why this was a big debate, but Insomniac has clarified there will be no free upgrade. 
for Spider-Man PS4 owners to the P PS5 edition. Because guess what? The PS5 edition is a remaster and not a free upgrade. Yeah. Also, uh, your save won't transfer because it's a different game. Like Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's understand. It's not like your Skyrim transfer from PS3 transferred to PS4 in the whatever edition. Yeah, and also, by the way, before anyone goes, yeah, yeah, yeah but they get good PR and yada yada. There was actual development time on this. It wasn't just, hey, let's slap a new coat of paint on it and throw it on the new system. It's literally like they went in, redid character models, redid lighting rigs, added bigger crowds, added more vehicles, added more draw distance, near simultaneous load times. Added like, puddles. <laughs> They, they did that was the dumbest controversy ever so dumb <laughs> so dumb regardless they even said yes we added more puddles and the only question i saw people bring up was did they fix the boat people did you guys ever go into one of the boats on in there i don't remember no but i saw the videos but i didn't I didn't go in they looked like myself. ps1 people so people are like memeing going did they fix the boat people don't know but regardless, this has actual development time to it. They've added new, like, new lighting rigs, new character models, etc., etc. Uh, there's three new trophies, three new suits, like, a whole brand new trophy, like, yeah. a whole, like, hey, it's the same trophy list, but they've added three new ones to it. You get all the DLC yeah. and everything in the same. I don't understand. I get it. Xbox is doing like, hey, all our games are upgraded. Like, all our first-party games are upgraded for free. Here you go. That's great. But this isn't like, hey, it's a optimized for PS5 game. No, this is a straight-up remaster. Like, sorry. And also, you're not even paying full price for it, because you can only buy it as part of the Miles Morales special edition. So you're literally only paying an extra $10 than you would have thought you were paying for Miles Morales in the first place. So... Why yeah. is this a big All deal? I don't the, understand. The hoopla around this to me is just so dumb. There are literally two versions of the game for PS5 and yeah. one version of the game for PS4. They make it seem like there's 37 different versions on 12 different systems. If you have a PS4, you buy Miles Morales. Period. And if you if you end up getting a PS5 down the line, great. We got you covered. Your upgrade is free. Yeah, and If you have a PS5... You either buy Miles Morales by itself for 50 bucks, or you buy the Ultimate Edition, which gets you the remastered version of the Spider-Man game on from PS4. It's a brand new remaster, which I'm sure was developed in hand-in-hand -hand with Miles Morales. Yeah. So there was actual development time of making this game basically for the PS5. It's not like it's enhanced for X or whatnot, where it's got better frame rate, maybe a little bit better textures and stuff like this. No, this is an actual like remaster. They went yeah. back to the drawing board, redeveloped the game to run on PS5 with better tech, with like whole new texture sets, more crowds, new character models. Like they actually went in and did a lot for the game. And when you think about it, if you were spent, it's planning on spending 60 bucks on Miles Morales, most people thought it was probably going to be maybe 60 bucks. You're only spending 10 more dollars and you get the remastered version of Spider-Man. It's not yeah. that big a deal. And it's even not even, by the way, if you buy the game on PS4 and you later upgrade to the PS5 and you have that copy, there is an option for you to buy the remaster like edition and it's still only like 10 bucks more or whatnot. Like literally that's what like it's not hard although i did laugh at the ign video about this 
Ugh, it was from, video just it was for, it was from me. Brian Altano and Max Scoville, so you knew they were kidding. Mm-hmm. But I love all the comments that think they're not kidding because people don't understand. I have autism yeah, and have trouble understanding sarcasm, and even I understood that video was sarcasm. Like, yeah, stop being big babies. Like, this is not a big deal. <laughs> it's, it's really not. It's really not. Just if, if you have choices, and I think if I'm correct. Can't you play the PS4 version on the PS5? Yes. Yep. You can so play that on the PS... So if you don't want the remaster, there you go. Yes. It's not a big deal. It's like... You can, you can, they, you still have your original version of Spider-Man that you can play on your PS5. So this is like, hey, if you want a prettier version of that, here you go. $10 more. Well, 20 but Well, 20 Yeah. It's not a big semantics. deal. Semantics. Yeah, it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I... I I think it's just gamer entitlement is like my biggest thing around this. It's like we feel like we should be getting the free version if I already own it. But the version you have is not the same as this version that they just recreated. And I get that Xbox has somewhat muddled those waters by, you know, up-resing and, you know, doing stuff for their games where they've been enhanced to run better on Xbox One X or xbox series x or series s or whatever i I believe that has muddied the waters a little bit so now people kind of expect you know the same type of deal like if you have it on one system when i get the new one it'll work and it'll be upgraded and up res and all that they haven't said a single thing about up resing or doing anything to any of the ps4 games when they run on ps5 so i don't know if that's even in the cards for them i imagine they may like load faster if you put them on the internal SSD for the PS5, but outside of that, I don't think it's going to be like this enhancement thing. I just and, think we're really yeah. just going to see better load times. And also, let me just make this incredibly clear, because people may think, oh, oh it's Spider-Man. Like, of course you'll have no problem paying for it. If they remaster Last of Us Part Two, like they remaster the first one, I'll buy it again, and I'll platinum it again. Even though I hate half that game's story, I will still platinum it again. <laughs> um, and just for reference, I'm bringing it up now because for those who remember, I challenged both Dev and Delvin to play The Last of Us Part Two on permadeath because there's three different options, and I no. Didn't... Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish because this is important. Dev had a counter challenge, which I was attempting. And you can clearly see I was attempting because, as you know, all my trophies are linked to my Twitter. Every, like, six hours or whatnot, any trophies I earn get posted to Twitter. Uh, literally got locked out of the Platinum for Ghost of Tsushima. And I hate it. And by the way, I re-downloaded the game to see if it would work. Still not there. Like, I literally do. I'm missing a haiku. Like, it's just not there. And it's the only thing I needed for that trophy. I have all the bamboo strikes done, all the shrines, all like, literally everything but that haiku just missing not even an option so i literally got locked out of the platinum to go to Tsushima. so dev is free for my challenge delvin is not i did not say delvin has to do the challenge <laughs> at the same time as me which for reference i will be doing this week i will literally stream the game from start to finish this week on permadeath like n- not you don't have to do it at the same time as me sir but you are not free Dev is, but only because <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima literally cock blocked me. <laughs> and I'm not replaying that game just to get one haiku. I'll take a win as a win. 
No. I'm not playing that game on permadeath. No, thank you. But if it comes back out as a remaster on PS5, I would buy that again and try and platinum it there. Yeah, I imagine that they may, they'll remaster that. I imagine they'll remaster Ghost of Tsushima. They'll probably be like 20 bucks, and they'll have better frame rates and be in like full 4K, because I know Ghost uh, Last of Us was in uh, 1440. I'm pretty sure Ghost was probably like a dynamic resolution thing, but I imagine those games at some point will probably get re-released as remasters if they don't do the enhanced versions of them or something like that, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Sony's like Mr. Crab. I like money, so they're gonna remaster the crap out of everything they I can. Haven't, I haven't watched SpongeBob in like ten years, and how did you do that voice perfectly? Literally, perfect. There was there was literally not even a difference. <laughs> I watched that show almost every day with my daughter. So, oh, okay. To be fair, you do have two kids, but I don't think devs are at SpongeBob age yet, right? SpongeBob, no, everybody. My wife watched SpongeBob. He is for everybody. My kids have seen it, but that's not one of their favorite shows. Me and the wife will watch a bunch of up. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. SpongeBob, me boy. Everybody, get your get your underwear out of your ass. The Spider-Man thing ain't that big a deal. If you don't wanna, if you don't wanna pay for the remaster, don't. There's an option for you. It's fifty bucks. You get spot Miles Morales. You're good on oh, either system. Also, one more thing. Hey Sony, why can't I pre-order? PS5 version digitally yet. Where you at? I literally want to give you more money and you just won't let me do it. I mean, the PS5 story ain't up yet. Okay, but I want, like, there's pre-order bonuses and I want them. So how do I get them? You you wouldn't, you don't even have the system yet. Like, what difference does it make? I want those bonuses, though. Well, then pre-order the PS4 version. No. It carries over. Actually, the funny part is, is the PS4 version's not even up digitally on the store either. Well, there you go. It'll it'll so, be there when it's there. You'll have plenty of time. They'll let you. They'll let you know with ample time to pre-order. So it'll go long uh, hard before uh-huh. you get your system. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Our next story, Delvin. What you got for us, bruh? It's nothing major unless you're a PSVR fan. I've been saying this forever now that PSVR 2 could get a big controller update. Basically, what they're saying is that they're going to most likely, because the patent just came out saying that the new PSVR system is going to come with Oculus 2-like Valve controllers, which is a heaven sense because, truthfully speaking, playing with those move controllers suck. I mean, it, the yeah. move controllers have existed since PS3. Of course they suck. Yeah, it doesn't. Especially when you play games like The Walking Dead on um, PSVR. Where you, games where they want you to walk and experience the world. Yeah. It, it's kind of set up in like a weird way where you have to use like the triangle button to walk forward, the circle button to walk left, the square button to walk right. It's, it's so weird. It's so clunky. It just doesn't work. And it feels like as a person who plays PSVR, they want to get into more games that are more immersed, and they need a controller that fits that. And the Oculus Quest, and I have the I have the Quest One. Those controllers are fantastic for VR. Like what you do is everything about it is cool because what you do is you can take the controller when you got to get ready to play a VR game, you make a circle around you as your play area, 
and you can kind of just play your VR in that area. As long as you stay in the area, you're all set and you're all good to go. And the controller actually has buttons like a regular controller, but it's made to sit in your hand, so it kind of fits perfectly. And you can play games like The Walking Dead and stuff and still have that VR experience and still feel like immersed into it, but you also have a joystick. Yeah. So you can move around. So it's helpful. And why does Mothra keep going across Haley's screen? <laughs> Stop bringing attention to it. We literally—I literally told you we can't. Like, we've tried to get rid of these things. The entire building has tried to get rid of these things, and they won't fucking go away. Stop bringing attention to it. It's funny. It's, it's, it's like not all funny. Of I hate it. It's all Mothra. of a sudden we're like in a Godzilla movie once in a while it's, because it's—it's it, it's, oh, it's no. not it's funny. I hate it. It's worse because this jerk fly keeps going. Directly across the camera, you like it knows funny? you're recording. You think it's funny when it goes across the camera? How about when it won't leave my face alone? Like, get away from me! Yeah, I saw that too. I suck. <laughs> they do. They really do. Like, we literally can't get rid of them. They've been a problem in this building for months now. We don't know why. Somebody in there dead. I can't. You. Somebody. Somebody has to be dead. When you have a fly problem like that, it's something or someone dead. Wouldn't surprise you me. There's a dead body. Hey, kids, want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced uh, that a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we don't need to uh, rehash that. Not fun. Not fun. Regardless, uh, like we keep like doing everything we can to get rid of them, and they diminish, and then they come back stronger. We don't understand why. Stupid flies. We also uh, this have PlayStation. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this PSVR thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm glad they're having some new controllers here, you know, because those, like you said, those um new controllers are just old, and it's time for them to go. Yes, they need to just be gone and never heard from again. Very much so. Like, ugh. Let's get to your groundbreaking, revolutionary story. That is so amazing. <sighs> oh my god! So yesterday, on I believe oh, yeah. it was Instagram that he posted it. Apparently, Travis Scott of all people. Has a PS5, or at least he has a DualSense controller. You know, it wasn't no. on, so we don't know if he actually has a system. But apparently, he's got one. And I know I saw Jeff Keeley re- replied to it with a tweet like, "Oh, welcome to the club," or some crap like that. What the hell does Travis Scott have a PS5? Uh, because he's what, probably what also nonsense? not the only one that has a PS5, and also he definitely. I, I get that. He ain't a goddamn journalist. He's not in the game industry. I don't care if you make music and have stuff in Fortnite. This is just stupid. It is stupid. I also think it's stupid that he just posted it on Twitter with no regard. I will say <sighs> this. He has a PS5 because of that cat is Jack Burger. That burger is fire. The who? You never hear this? He has the burger no. at McDonald's. It's called the Cactus Jack. Man, I don't... I, that's so far outside of anything that I pay attention to. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so, you haven't, been to, you haven't been to McDonald's in the last couple weeks? It was like a big I thing. I have been for breakfast. I never saw anything about no Travis Scott burger. When you anywho, go to, let me explain. Anywho, let me explain McDonald's, this. McDonald's is not being relevant to this conversation. Why does he have one? We don't know, but. Why does he have a burger at McDonald's? It's the same thing. It makes no sense. They're giving it to him because he's Travis Scott. 
That's the only thing they're doing. They're giving it to him because it's Travis Scott. He also I can't even tell you a Travis Scott song. I don't know what the hell it man does. I I don't know his music. Also, I'm just pointing out this isn't the first time Travis Scott has had something PlayStation related that wasn't supposed to be Instagrammed or tweeted or whatnot and leaked it. Like literally the Wario 64 tweet about this was known PlayStation leaker Travis Scott has a PS5. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Well, look at it like this. If I'm correct, didn't Travis Scott date Kylie Jenner? Ew. Or or, or he like had a child from her or something like that? No. I think they have a kid together. So, look at that. What the hell does it have to do with PlayStation? I will say it this way. Look at it this way. He dated, or no, he had a child from one of the most biggest celebrities in the world. I don't know. Marketing. So what, have Travis Scott, one of, who has a huge fan base, show a controller. Does he know? Oh, yeah, he definitely does. Even if it's just for Kylie Jenner fans, he has a huge fan base. People like Travis Scott. My thing is, what does that do what, for the yeah, brand? It does it, nothing for the brand. Like, there's so many better ways to market the PS5. If you want but free marketing for the Travis PS5. Scott have him put it on some freaking pleather pants is just stupid if you want free marketing for the ps5 give it to greg miller because you know you'll get free marketing i don't think greg miller has the biggest fan base as travis scott not not greg miller at all i don't either no yeah i i get what you're saying you should give it to people who like playstation who know playstation yeah but if it feels like this is kind of a reach to get that other audience which i don't don't think think is a good idea a reach to get that audience Cause why else would you give Travis Scott out of all people a PlayStation Five? It makes no sense. Yeah, just it's so random. Uh, so random. Huge this celebrity. This is like I don't Tyler know what PlayStation the, is doing. Period. This is like Tyler the Creator. The like for years under every. And I'm not kidding. Like you can look at his Instagram comments. It's hilarious. The re like I I don't know how much of a reason Tyler the Creator is for this. But the whole, like, Skate 4 thing started with Tyler, the creator. Because literally under every EA post, Tyler, the creator, was literally going Skate 4. And well, then it, other people started following in. And here we are. We're getting Skate. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. Celebrities' voices matter because celebrity gets behind them and they start pushing it. Eventually, people are going to follow that celebrity, not even know what the hell it is. <laughs> so I'm quite sure there are people who seen Travis Scott got a PS5. Oh, that's cool. We definitely got to go try to get one now. Not Good saying luck. that, yeah, but <laughs> that people are sheep. People follow what they see the celebrity and the celebrity trends. And seeing Travis Scott with a PS5 is a tr- celebrity trend now. Hey, he have, not every celebrity going to want a PS5 or the ridiculous, what was the gold PS5 we saw? Something like that. Oh my God, that stupid gold. That, that thing PS5 actually exists crap. and it was like $24,000. I guarantee yeah, we're going to see a rapper with that. You know a PS4? We did that with the PS4 also. Yeah, Just they also dumb. made a wood version of the PS4, which was dumb. That thing was pretty. That it was, was but nice. also stupidly expensive, and I don't know how it doesn't overheat because of how hot those things get. <laughs> Welcome to your new world. Travis Scott is the new spokesperson for PS5. Would not surprise <laughs> me. Probably do a better job than uh, Jim Ryan did. 
Oh, good old Jim Lion Ryan. I want to punch his face. He's got such a punchable <laughs> face. Man. Uh, he does. Also, hey guys, do you want to see, see some videos of PlayStation 5 interface and stuff like that? You can from Japanese YouTubers next week. Oh my god. Why would you not just post a video of it yourself? I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, ugh, Sony, you they just feel so lost. <laughs> As a company, it's we're like, literally what, what are you we're doing? literally forty five days like, out. Heck, we are forty five days out, pretty much, like pretty damn close to forty five days out from the from PS five. We have no idea what the UI works. They keep saying there's features in the PS five we don't know about and are pretty cool. What are they? Uh, <laughs> you guys need to get on this. Uh, you know. You, You've gone silent since your "Hey, we screwed up pre-orders" tweet. Literally, you you tweeted about Godfall yesterday, which oof, that game should not be launching day one because it does whoa, not whoa, look whoa, ready. Whoa. Those are lies. That game looks great. I don't that, know what you're looking it, at. It does but that not. Game looks it does really not. Good. The combat looks jank. The combat looks no, jank. No, it does not. Yes, it the does. combat looks fast and fluid. What are you looking at? Are you watching it in like 480p? Is, no, that, is that what you're seeing? Because no. that game looks good. <laughs> it does not. It should not be launching day one. Oh, you're although smoking crack. I am not smoking crack. Delvin <laughs> might be though. <laughs> <laughs> we know his neighbors are. <laughs> uh, uh, no, this is just stupid at this point. Like, I don't understand why they're gonna go. Hey, Japanese YouTubers can post videos of this on October fourth, but uh. Who knows? Are we going to see them? I mean, even if we do, we probably won't understand them because they're Japanese YouTubers, so it'll most likely be in Japanese. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, I can understand, you know, this is the home team, you know, Japan is yeah. where Sony is, you know, is that's that's what they're doing. But to not also have, you know, an American, a European arm also doing that. Like if you're going to give it to the Japanese YouTubers, you should give it to also, if you, if you want to just go the influencer route, which clearly they want to do for some reason, instead of having their own videos, you need to just, you know, spread that across the entire globe and have everybody yeah. go live at the same time. So people can see the stuff. If that's your marketing plan is to just use influencers. They did. It's just, they, it's just weird. They gave it to the YouTube influencer, Travis Scott. <laughs> oh God. I but they did, but they didn't I'm, though. Like he didn't. He, all he did was post a controller, literally like posted in well, the maybe, middle of, in the middle of pleather pants. Which God, those pants look fucking awful. I will say this: yeah. it would not shock me if we get a PlayStation Five commercial with either Travis Scott music in it or Travis Scott himself in the commercial. Yeah, would not shock, shock me at all. Me I mean, that would require PlayStation to actually start putting commercials on TV because, for reference, I don't have cable in my bedroom. My mother has cable in her bedroom, and I've seen exactly one PlayStation commercial, and it was the one before they even announced, like, the one that was, like, a month before they even announced, like, the PS5 date. Like, the one that was just stupid. That's like, hey, get excited for this, even though you have no idea when it's coming. I haven't seen a commercial in I don't know how long. I've play- only seen kid stuff. That's about it. Like, <laughs> I haven't. I don't watch TV, so I don't see commercials. I see ads, and I've seen that stupid uh, limit, no limits ad 
several times, but other than that, I haven't seen any other marketing for the PS4. I, I will also say I'm getting real tired of the YouTube uh YouTube in general because I watched a 20-minute YouTube video the other day from Alana Pierce. And Alana doesn't really, like, monetize her videos. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of monetization in it because it's supplemental to her income, right? But the the thing is, is in a 20-minute video, I got six ads. Six. Sounds like you need YouTube premium. I'm not paying $15 (laughs) a month. It's like $15.99 just to get no ads on YouTube. You get all of their television shows as well. Uh, Not in Canada, you don't. I'm I'm kidding. I went on YouTube one time, and they showed two ads before (laughs) before they actually showed the video. They were long-ass ads that you couldn't skip. Yeah. This this is like five minutes of ads for a three-minute video. I was watching an Angry Joe Show news video, like, the other day, and... I got two ads, like, right before the video. Like, one was 15 seconds and could be skipped. And the next one after it couldn't be skipped. And it was three minutes long. And then, five minutes into the Angry Joe video, ad in five, four, three, two, one. Three ads! If the ads are as low as the video, that's a problem. And that's starting to be the case with YouTube. It's brutal. Like... Most of the stuff I watch on YouTube is stuff I paid for on Google Play, which doesn't have ads in it because I paid for it. But if I want to watch, like, Angry Joe Show or Lana or a, a stream from Ray because I missed half his stream because I was at work, I don't want six hours of ads on, a full, on like, a two-hour video. Well, get ready for all the Travis Scott YouTube ads incoming. Let me ask you guys this, because I don't know. <laughs> Does YouTube have a competitor, like a real competitor? No. That's the problem. When you don't have com- when you don't have competition, they do stuff like this. And it's gonna probably only get worse unless eventually somebody says, Hey, maybe we can tap into this YouTube market and get our own thing started and kind of be semi successful. That'd be somebody who's serious about it. Yeah. They kind of tried to do that and compete with Netflix, and look what that got them. All their Nef- all their YouTube originals are kind of going to Netflix now. I'm looking at you, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai was a YouTube original. It was a yeah, it was a YouTube Red original for seasons one and two. Yeah, it was. Learn something new every day. Season three well, is a Netflix only pro- production. YouTube, get your ass together, and Sony, stop giving stuff to Travis Scott. Give to somebody else, for the love of God. Anybody but him. Shenanigans. All right, so big news this week. As Delvin alluded to earlier in the beginning of the show, Microsoft made a huge acquisition. They bought all of Zenimax Media, which means they got all of Bethesda stuff. They got all of their studios. They got Arcane. They got Id. They got Machine Games. They got it all. All your base belonged to us. They paid a hefty, hefty sum of $7.5 billion. To put in context, I think Disney acquired Marvel for like four or something like that. And um, and, and also they Microsoft acquired Mojang for 2.5. Yeah, so they paid seven. Point five for Zenimax Media and all of its subsidiaries. 
things, all of this stuff. And when you pay $7.5 billion, do you want to make those games on any other system? Or are you looking for return on investment for your ecosystem? So the big question on everybody's mind is with Microsoft acquiring all of these IP, will these IP, if they're not like a game as a service type of game, will they ever make it onto other consoles? Will they be timed exclusives with like a lengthy six to one year before it comes to other consoles? Um, and what will Sony do, if anything, in response? Do they need to have a response? Do they need to go out and secure something to try and compete with this? Or does Sony have enough to just be like, that's cool. You guys can do that. You guys go ahead and get your Bethesda on. We're still going to just rest on all of our IP that we have that we've we've grown from the ground up. What do you guys think about this this whole acquisition? Let's start with you, Delvin. Um, I think people are blowing it out of proportion in terms of like they, people think that Bethesda is just going to be unaccessible to Sony PlayStation games. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think what's going to end up happening is I think it's a big move for Microsoft. I don't think it affects Sony's ecosystem whatsoever in terms of how Sony's still Sony, just like Nintendo's still Nintendo. Microsoft has mm -hmm. historically always had a weaker first party. And while th this basically brings Microsoft on a level of the other two systems, in my opinion. And I will say, and I will also say this, I think what's going to end up happening is, because Microsoft is not dumb at all. You don't pay that much money for a company unless you want to make money off of it immediately. I think well, I think going forward, what's going to end up happening once we get past the PlayStation exclusive games, like what was it? Um, what's uh, the two Death games? Loop, Death Loop, and Ghostwire Tokyo. Yes, once we get past those, I think we'll start seeing certain games will still come on PlayStation, like the Dooms will still come to PlayStation, the Skyrim sequels. I think those will end up still the Fallout will still come to PlayStation. They may be time exclusives, like hey, Xbox get it first. PlayStation should get a six months to a year down the line. I think the games that will actually be exclusives are the ones that aren't necessarily heavy sellers for Bethesda and things like like You'll probably see like, okay, the next Evil Within will be only Microsoft exclusive. The next Dishonored will be Microsoft exclusive. But I think those heavy hitters are still going to be all console because they, they're going to need that money to re-up that $7.9 And they want to probably want to get as many gamers as they can get in the door for that. So with that being said, I think while it's a big move, I don't think it's going to be as bad for PlayStation as people make it out to be. Yeah, we'll probably miss out on some exclusives that we like. Like, you probably want to get another Dishonored on PlayStation PS5 or something like that. But you'll probably still get the games that you know and love like Fallout and Fallout. <laughs> like Sky <laughs> Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Elder Scrolls, the things like that. Starfield, like Starfield's coming on PlayStation, so it's not like this is that big of a news. It's bigger news for Microsoft. I don't think it's gonna hurt PlayStation as much as people think it's gonna hurt PlayStation. Let me ask you guys this. You guys aren't necessarily thinking about getting an Xbox out the gate, right? I mean, I was. No. It's just a matter of I only have one job, and clearly they're not giving me enough shifts. So. Okay. So let me ask you this, Haley. If you had, if everything was good with your job situation, mm -hmm. would this influence you to buy an Xbox over a PlayStation? No. 
But I'd end up getting one eventually anyways because of Fable. Like, I was already going to get an Xbox because of Fable. This just, this just means because I'm less concerned about whether or not the exclusives come to... Whether or not Bethesda titles come to PlayStation. I'm less concerned about that. Like, I love Bethesda games. Like, I love them all. I love Wolfenstein. I love Doom. I love Fallout. I love Skyrim and Elder Scrolls in general. I am less concerned about whether these come to PlayStation. And I'm more concerned about the fact that we're suddenly buying up studios and IP that have traditionally been multi-platform and are now potentially going to lock them behind one system. And I'm, that, I, I'm more concerned about what happens to the industry if this keeps happening. Because let's say, for example, because Microsoft has already come out and made it clear, we're not done. We're going to keep acquiring studios. Let's say they acquire Ubisoft. All right? There's all the Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, Far Cry, all that stuff. That could all be Xbox exclusive, too. This is going to become a problem because moves like this are going to keep happening. And how long before a company like Sony, who makes far less money than Microsoft, because Microsoft, the entire company, is profitable, whereas for Sony, it's literally only PlayStation that's profitable. How long before Sony can't survive on their own and then it's an issue? This Sony doesn't, doesn't bother have, me as much. Sony doesn't have the money. To go out and make a move like this. Literally, for the entire last, like, this entire generation, Sony's, like, revenue was, like, $10 million for PlayStation. Microsoft's revenue for the entire generation, and actually, sorry, for for 2019 in general, and this is sourced from Inside Gaming's Send News podcast, um, was literally, like, 125, like billion dollars like that's a drop in the hat for microsoft they paid for this deal in cash okay yeah. sony can't do that and sony doesn't have the money to go out and say buy ea or buy ubisoft and i see people going sony should go buy konami they don't have the money to do that either like this yeah. is literally sony will just do what it keeps doing and it's gonna get exclusive games they will pay for yeah. exclusive content for their system but yeah. they cannot get into an arms race with buying companies like it's just a yeah. it's a race they nobody can afford except for microsoft like amazon microsoft google yeah EA. those companies can afford to do that because there was also rumors that dynamax had been trying to sell to ea for a while like ea yeah. was trying to buy them um and I think a lot of I, I think this is good for people who like Bethesda games because it means that they actually have a cash flow now where they can continue to create Bethesda games. I think with Fallout seventy six being a miss, um, the Dishonored games just not selling the way they should have. Wolfenstein um, didn't I, even sell the way it yeah, should have. Wolfenstein didn't sell like what they thought or wanted it to sell. So I think that this is good for that company because they'll be able to continue to create and it seems as though uh, microsoft is largely going to let bethesda be bethesda um but hopefully this gives them more resources and development time to create the games that they that they want to create while this may be a blow to sony gamers because it's a very strong possibility that we do not get the elder scrolls that we do not get any Bethesda games on the PlayStation. Like, it's possible for Microsoft to be like, yeah, we're going to keep these exclusive because 
we want you to play here. We want you to get Game Pass. We want you to be able to play these games where we think the best place to play games is, and that is going to be in the Xbox ecosystem. You don't spend $7.5 billion to let other people play this stuff. Like it's just, you, you're trying to draw people in. And while I don't think it's going to, like, like Delvin said, I don't think it's going to be a big draw from people who have PlayStations, but it may make people think twice about getting maybe a series S down the line, maybe a getting, getting a series X or just subbing the game pass and playing it on, you know, X cloud or on your PC through X cloud or something like that. So it's definitely a strong move on Microsoft's side. Um, we won't see the repercussions from it for a while, but we do know that all the back catalog is going to be on game pass. So yeah. it's, a, it's, it's an, it's a way to entice people to really consider strongly consider jumping into the Xbox ecosystem and into game pass in some way, shape or form. But yeah, yeah Margaret, Sony can't, Sony can't play this game. They don't have to they just can't. They, they don't. I and agree. That's the, and that's the biggest thing that people kind of confuse about this. Like Sony, and on another extent, Nintendo don't have to play this game because they have these games that people have nostalgia and love for. Microsoft has that too, but not like Tony, Sony and Nintendo do. Like, people who love Nintendo are going to buy Nintendo no matter what. People who love Sony basically are going to buy Sony no matter what. Whether they buy it now or later is a different thing. But... Mm-hmm. You can't replicate God of War. You can't replicate The Last of Us. Those are certain games that just speak Sony. And as great as Bethesda yeah. is, Bethesda's not that. <laughs> like, Bethesda's not putting out that type of content as of yet. And people, yeah. they, Sony has that pedigree. So, as great as it is, and it sucks that we may not get a Bethesda exclusive, it's not the same thing as losing a God of War or losing a Uncharted series or something like that. I think this yeah. is, and this incredibly helps Microsoft a lot. Go ahead and say what you were saying. Uh, I mean, it's. I want you to finish your thought because it's unrelated to the Bethesda thing, but kind of, kind of related in the sense that you know how the the expansion card for the Xbox Series X was like two hundred and twenty dollars revealed to be. Yes. Uh, Wario sixty four just posted a tweet. Uh, Samsung nine eighty Pro uh, SSD, uh, like a one that would be compatible potentially with the PS five. Uh, a two hundred fifty gigabyte card is ninety dollars. A five hundred gigabyte card is one hundred forty nine ninety nine, and a one terabyte card is two hundred twenty nine ninety nine. And then not bad. Is, is is like underneath it, not confirmed for PS five compatibility yet. But these are the kind of prices we should expect. Like. You want yeah. more space on your systems. It's going to be expensive this time around. Well, it'll go down eventually. Yeah, you got to remember Samsung charges a premium because they're Samsung. But I do believe like you'll be able to see like teams like Adata, um, SanDisk. You'll see other other hard drive makers that are going to make one terabyte drives that will work for PlayStation. They won't be as expensive. That's the beauty of the PlayStation and the fact that it didn't go proprietary with its SSD. So you'll be able to have lots of makers create those SSDs and you'll be able to have some that are going to be at that premium Samsung price. And you'll have some that'll be an unknown, like a less known brand that'll create one that'll be less mm-hmm. expensive, but I digress. That is not Bethesda news. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that, you know, the people who are most upset about the Bethesda thing, it's like, it, it stings because it's something that traditionally has, has been, been something yeah. that has been over all platforms. So you're like, I'm going to be able to play the sequel or the next Elder Scrolls game on whatever system I buy, you know? So you have the, the Sony people who are like, yeah, I these are the games I love to play. But I'll also be able to play, you know, these third-party games from Bethesda that I also enjoy. Like, I'll be able to play my Wolfenstein's. I'll be able to play my Dooms, you know, on my PlayStation system because they're not exclusive. I think the people are most upset because this stings in the fact that it's like something that's been traditionally, you know, multi-platform. Where all of Sony's acquisitions, any studio that they have bought has been a studio that has traditionally just made Sony games. Like, yep. that that's what they're known for. Like, when you buy Insomniac, while Insomniac did create games that were on Xbox, it wasn't anywhere near as known a commodity as the ones they made for Sony. Same with Naughty Dog. Same with yep. every other acquisition that, that Sony has made. It hasn't been Sony taking from, like, the global pot of gaming. They've basically just acquired teams that were making games that were basically mainly only on Sony systems. This stings in the fact that it's like Microsoft just pulled from the global, like, we're just going to take this from everybody, and now it's ours. So if you want to play these games, you're probably going to have to come here instead of that being something that was, you know, globally available to everybody. So people are more upset about, I think, that aspect than anything else. And it does sting. But it's also Microsoft trying to, again, entice you to come get Game Pass because... It's not like you have to go out and buy an Xbox. There are ways to play Xbox games without, you know, spending a ton of money. Sure, but I and don't want to so be that's streaming their play. these. I don't want to be streaming games. I'm sorry. I would I rather understand. have them downloaded to my system. I understand. But again, it's not like you can't. And I think that's the play that Microsoft is trying to say. Like, we're thinking about the future. We're thinking about where games may be going as a whole. And uh, here's an option. Yeah, you can't play it on PlayStation, but, you know, you don't have to buy a whole new system. And if you do, we have some that are, you know, not terribly expensive and there are ways for you to play these games. And I think that's that's Microsoft's play. And I think it's going to sting. And until we have like full details of what's going to happen, what's going to be exclusive, what's not going to be exclusive. We're just kind of in this, this holding pattern because I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be known for a minute. It's not going to affect launch. But, you know. If you really love Doom Eternal, it's coming in a Game Pass. If you really love, you know, Skyrim, it'll be on Game Pass. You know, you're, you're going to have access to all these games for the Xbox gamer who's jumping into Series X. It's like, just get Game Pass. You don't have to buy any games. You'll have all of these games available to you. Like, it's just it's just a huge, a huge boon for them. Well, it may sting for us. It's a huge boon for them. And we'll have to wait and see what some of the repercussions may be. I will say this. If the conversation was the other way around and Sony bought Bethesda, we would know for a fact none of this stuff would be going to yep. Xbox. Okay, but, Absolutely. but again, you can't play the what-if game because we know for a fact Sony couldn't afford to do this. So that even, even, even so. You can still play the what-if game because it's just the fact that Delvin says anything that you know is that Sony acquires is only going to be on Sony. Sure, system. but also Sony is a Japanese company, whereas Microsoft is an American one. So I, I will give you a perfect example. I'll give you a perfect example. MLB The Show. Baseball no. is for everybody. But it's no, Xbox. not exclusive anymore. Effective, yeah, like the the next one coming out is on all systems. 
Yeah, but they've they had to force that. It's been like that for years. The show has been exclusive for for years. Like, it, how long has it been? Like almost ten years, probably more than that. Where Xbox players just didn't have a, a baseball game. Yeah, and MLB was while. like, and ML, MLB base, Major League Baseball was like, hey, you kind of have to start putting this on both systems because it was so long that this literally has not been a baseball game on Xbox and. It sucks, so trust me when I say, if the shoe was on the other foot, none of these games would be coming to, be coming to Xbox. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Honestly, that's the stupidest what-if equation ever, because again, it's known Sony couldn't afford to do this regardless. It doesn't matter. It's not it's a, it's a about, point. It's not it's about not, if they could do it or not. Though. It's not about the what-if. It's about the, the, the way that Sony and Microsoft move. Like you know, if Sony acquires something, it's only going to be on Sony play Sony platforms. Yes. And if we were to get the if if they were to head and got if they went ahead and just bought a Bethesda property, if they bought rights to Dishonored, or if they bought rights, apparently they were looking to make Starfield an exclusive. Like that's how Sony moves. Sony is like, we are going to get exclusive games on our console. That's our move. That's what we do. So we know for a fact that if Sony were to acquire anything, it's going to be exclusive to Sony systems. So if the shoe is on the other foot, that's how Sony moves. Microsoft, on the other hand, you don't know for a fact that it's going to only be their thing. Like their whole thing is getting you in the game pass and being trying to be accessible. So we can be as mad as we want to be, but just know that that's the way Sony moves. So if Xbox decides to make their games exclusive only to Xbox, it shouldn't be that big a shock because that's the same thing. I, that yeah, Sony does. I mean, like I said, it's not shocking to me if this happens. It's that's not even the biggest deal for me. It's again, what happens if the industry tends towards like, hey, we've bought up all these studios and now they're all exclusive to our platform? Because I, I'll tell you this much: I don't think people are gonna just buy a Sony PlayStation to only play Sony games. Like that's not how a system becomes profitable. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I, I, the industry can't move that way unless it's an Amazon or, you know, Google that decides they really want to put money into the industry and buy up a studio. Like, nobody else can do that. Nintendo can't afford to do that. The only only people that can't afford to do that is, is Microsoft. Yeah. And that's how many studios do you buy? What if Microsoft continues to do that? Because guess what? They're not going to file an antitrust complaint because Disney already passed that. Guess what? Disney is big enough now that it's technically a monopoly. Nobody broke Disney up. What's to stop Microsoft from doing it? So here's the question: Is that is that if if they do, and everything is ga- in the Game Pass, is it a loss for gamers? I mean, Not it's, really. I mean, it could cause the death of PlayStation. So yes, literally, yes, because if, Would if PlayStation. Here's the question: Does PlayStation then pivot and just decide to make their games? They just decide to make games, and you just put those games in the Game Pass. This was literally the conversation about Nintendo a few years ago. But hey, why don't Nintendo mm-hmm. just close up shop and just make Nintendo games for everybody else? This was literally the exact same conversation people said when Switch came out. And the question is, how many how many studios would Microsoft have to buy for that to be a thing? And again, just a like lot. Nintendo has not has not died because it, people still want Nintendo Delvin, games. It, it wouldn't if, have. It wouldn't have to be a lot. All they have to do is buy Ubisoft or WB, and then it's over. That's it. I I don't think so. 
I do I, though. I, I, I don't. Because though you buy WB and you buy you buy Ubisoft, so you get Assassin's Creed, you get Watch Dogs, you get the WB games. But again, just like Nintendo, Nintendo has not died because people buy Nintendo to play Nintendo games. Yeah, you'll get your third parties there as well. But the vast majority of Nintendo players are buying Nintendo to play Nintendo games. I'm not buying a PlayStation to play third-party games. They come as an extra. But the main reason that most people get PlayStation is to play the PlayStation titles. I get the PlayStation think, because it's where I like the controller the best. I don't care about the... Like, the exclusives are a bonus to me. Because guess what? And this is controversial. I don't like exclusives in general. So... I would not care. I, I would not care if Sony games were on Xbox. Just putting that out there. I will say this. So then, why don't? Why aren't you buying? An, you're buying. You're buying a PlayStation because you like the controller, and Correct. the exclusives are a bonus. Yeah, that doesn't change though. No. If they still make systems, they'll still make systems. They'll still make their exclusives, and there's enough people out there. Just look at the pre-orders. Okay. Everybody's trying to get a PlayStation. But again, at what point do I just not buy one because I can't play the games I like? I most commonly like Assassin's Creed. I like Bethesda. Like, at what point does getting a PlayStation at that point not become my thing because I can't play the games I like? I, I will say this. will go over there, but there's still enough of a fan base like Nintendo who will buy PlayStations. But go ahead, I will say this. I don't think Microsoft can do too many more moves like this. Like, they're not buying the Activision. <laughs> like, there's... Yeah, it's like certain... It can happen to an extent, but one thing I think we're overlooking is the fact that when you buy these companies, you also take their problems. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're taking on... The, like, if those games aren't selling for Microsoft, that's going to be a problem. To their, to their measure, these, all these games they're buying, while it's great, they have to eventually start making that money back. And Microsoft is not in the business of losing money at all. Like, if you buy this company for, what was it, $7 billion? 7.5. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to see a return on profit eventually. Like, perfect example is, Disney didn't buy Marvel just to lose money. They bought it so they could make billion-dollar movies every year. Okay, but Disney was already making money, like, hand over fist. It doesn't matter. They, they, but they, they want more money. Okay, but they could have lost money on every Marvel movie since they bought Disney, and Disney would still make enough profit to survive. Yeah, but they don't want to keep losing money. Like if you, like it doesn't matter what it is. And I think Microsoft's the same way. It's great to have these yeah. studios, but you don't want to get to the point where, hey, this isn't making money. And that's that's the thing yeah. that worries me about it in terms of like games like the Evil Within. Yep. What I'm happens does it, if they if they put all this money into Evil Within and it flops? Then they're gonna be like, do they close that studio? They close that studio to stop hemorrhaging money. Same with Arcane. If they put our Arcane out there and they they make a new Dishonor and it doesn't it doesn't do well. It's on Game Pass, but let's say the Game Pass downloads aren't big enough. Do you close that studio? Like that's that's my worry as well. Like they do that and these studios start closing because they're just not seeing that return. Yeah. that they want. And again, I think part of the reason why Zenimax was able to be sold was because they they were having problems like their games just weren't hitting in the way that you know they wanted them to well here's you know? an idea so i think you and have to have a studio that's having those kind of problems to even be up for sale and i don't sure. think there's too many more of those sure and again this is just worry about what happens to the industry down the line we're not going to know the the 
the ramifications of this for a couple of years. I am opposed to the total Netflixization of games where <laughs> potentially that's, that's going to happen. It's going to be a reality. Yeah, yeah I think it's, so too. it's not going to happen right now, but it's going to be a reality. That is that is the future of gaming. Anywho, regardless, my point being is the bigger concerns down the line are more important to me than whether or not these games are exclusive. Because again, I was already getting an Xbox and I've made this clear several times. Like I love Fable and I love Gears, especially since they added Kate. Like Kate is one of my favorite characters. Like I literally have a Funko Pop of her over on my bedstand. Like love Kate. She's great. Um, it's just, yes, if these games start failing, and for reference, if Wolfenstein and and Prey, for example, because that was an arcane game, or Dishonored already aren't selling, and you put them on Game Pass, and they're still not selling, what happens then? Because if you've already made clear, hey, none of these games are going to come to PlayStation, and you start closing these studios, oof. Like... Yeah. This is this is again like Donnie and Paris um, over on Twitter, vicious nine six six or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, have all been like, no, they're all going to be exclusive now. I don't. Sure, they could be, but honestly, with games like Wolfenstein and Prey and Dishonored already not doing well, I don't think you're going to do that. Maybe yeah. you'll make maybe you'll make Fallout exclusive or Elder Scrolls exclusive. I don't think you're going to do that with games that aren't already aren't doing. I I just like, don't think you'll pay $7.5 billion for a company to cut off earning potential. That's my whole thing. You're going to try to make your money back as fast as possible, as much money you can make as possible back. And they're going to need it straight up. Like I honestly think they overpaid for it. That's my opinion. I think they overpaid for it. Especially when you bring up the fact that Disney paid what they paid for Marvel. Zenimax is not Marvel. <laughs> like, let's call it Spade a Spade. Zenimax is great, amazing company. But they're not Marvel. Yeah. They're not bringing in Marvel profits. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> Apparently, games do better when they go to Game Pass. So there's also the possibility that games like Wolfenstein and Dishonored that didn't sell terribly well might actually just do better in Game Pass because more people have access to them, play them, and end up buying them or buying DLC or whatever. So there's also the possibility of the opposite effect, that they end up just doing better because apparently everybody who puts their games in the Game Pass, the games do better. So it's it's a wait and see. We're just going to have to wait and see how everything, you know, pans out. Um it's an interesting, interesting time to be alive in the game yes. world because things just are happening and it's unprecedented. Like, this is not something I would have ever imagined. It's amazing that it didn't get leaked in some way, shape, or form. It's going to be like, fun. Just, you woke up and it was boom. Microsoft bought Bethesda right before pre order You're like, wait, what? Just craziness. Absolute craziness. So... I'm just curious to see what happens, man. What's gonna happen? Where's the next Elder Scrolls gonna be? Is it gonna be a timed exclusive? Is it gonna come to all systems? I don't know. I mean, at this point, it really doesn't matter because the next Elder Scrolls is like five years away anyways. (laughs) 
it was five years away five years ago. It's so yeah, crazy. but they've already Again, said they, they've already said Starfield's coming first, and we don't even yeah. have a date for Starfield yet. So yeah, this is this is this is something that that is definitely going to be a while. I think we may see Starfield next year. Uh Todd Howard kind of earliest. hinted. At, Todd Howard kind of hinted at that in his most recent interview, but even yeah. then, I still don't think it makes twenty twenty one. I think they delay it. Ah, uh, the delays. Well, we'll see what happens. Balls in your court, Microsoft. What you going to? What you going to? All right. So that is going to do it for episode 53 of the PlayStation Experience. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We hope you poured out a little bit for Bethesda. Please feel free to holler at us over on the Twitters at PlayStation XP. Stop by our blog at psvg.blog or our Discord over at psvg.blog slash Discord and join us in our shenanigans there. The chat has been all over the place. We have been chatting up a storm. It's been lit, especially in the Xbox room. The Bethesda chatter has been all over the place. It's been crazy. Let me point out, right now while we're recording, the PlayStation room is literally just Donnie and Garrett just going at each other about these new SSDs that were just leaked. But they weren't just leaked. That's the sad part. That news came out a while ago. I addressed that like two days ago. Like, the And they're literally SSDs. just talking about it in the PlayStation room right oh, now. Man. I literally it's just because looked. Donnie is probably like, they're so expensive like the Xbox, you people, you PlayStation people. Blah, blah. Uh, I've already had that discussion. Like that's we, we've, we've talked about that. That's a, they're, they're late to the game. Lord have mercy. That's a game tech discussion. We'll discuss that. It's in game, game tech, tech too. And literally it stops at that post and then they move to the PlayStation room. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so yeah. Last but not least, we'd like to invite you to join. Be a part of our Patreon crew. You know, over at patreon.com slash PSVG. If you like the stuff that we put out at PSVG, there's a ton of additional content to be had just for $3. We just had another episode of our Decade of Horror show helmed up by Donnie, Lucas, and Josh. Um, I believe they have, like, I want to say they're doing the entire decade, so at least 10 episodes. I think episode 3 just dropped over there. You've got Strong Style with, uh, with Mr. Delvin Cox and Donnie talking all the wrestling talk that you could ever need. And I believe they've had an episode that dropped recently. Yes. Gonna yes. have record a new one soon. So yeah, that's the thing. There it is. So yeah, we've we've got content that's just popping off there constantly. So if you if you like what we do here, check us out there. And with that, I'd like to give a special thank you to all of our producers. Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh DeBone, Sarberboni, Chris McElfish, myself, Kyle Hyman, Paul Calico, Michael Mace, Zach, The Action, Bradshaw, Dick Fall Harbor, Rob Emanuel, Rude Days 93, and our newest patron, Grouchy Surge. Thank you guys for joining us in the journey that is PSVG. Without you, there is no us. And with that, where can the people find you, Haley? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Shepard Zarell. You can find me on your gaming platform of choice at Haley Zarell. Uh, again, my streaming schedule has been really inconsistent because I'm literally looking for a job in the middle of a pandemic. And before that, I was dealing with mental health issues because I like to be candid and overshare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm off this next week, so I will probably be streaming my permadeath run of The Last of Us Part 2, where you can hear me bitch about a specific character uh, when I get to that part, because I'm sure I'm going to have trouble with the Rat King. 
oh boy, that there's a reason I'm not playing true permadeath and I'll be playing chapter-based permadeath. Regardless, I'll get the trophy no matter what, because I'll have a permadeath modifier on. Uh, <laughs> the Rat King is a pain in the neck. Find me on twitch.tv slash Other than that, uh, you can find me in the Discord, usually not understanding that Dev and Donnie are not actually fighting, because <laughs> I don't understand context clues. Thanks, Autism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just like to argue that's it yeah. we don't actually there's no actual hate or, or anger we just like to argue it's fine literally every <laughs> week about... i'm just like stop fighting <laughs> yes. very true uh, what about you devil where can people find you find me on twitter at devil underscore cock check out the devil cock experience anywhere you get podcasts that's it i guess i don't know <laughs> there it is he's everywhere he's he's the man of the people you can find me at dad ninja dev pretty much everywhere check out game tech we'll have some new episodes coming soon because there is lots of tech to be talked about and with that long live play this has been a production of the play some video games podcast network